0: The Book of Matthew, 5:45 and 48, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The sermon that I would like to continue is called, Called to Perfection, to shine your sun upon the righteous and unrighteous as the Heavenly Father and to pour out your rains upon the just and unjust as the Heavenly Father pours them out. With the sun He warms the good and righteous and burns the wicked and evil because the Lord loves the righteous and hates the lawless. He will pour out wrath upon the wicked, and he pours out his wrath through his by using his son. He also pours out his reins as a blessing for one and as a punishment for another. So we understand that God is not tolerant and that this place of scripture this is one of the places of places of scripture. And you can't consider this by reading this place that God is tolerant. You see how God blesses the one and the other. He never blesses the one and the other. He shines the sun upon the one and the other. doesn't mean He blesses both. It's just that the function of the sun can give life and can be deadly. Rain can bring life if they're timely and in measure. But if they come untimely or not within measure than what happens, that this is God's wrath. And so, to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect, is a commandment, which is the inheritance of the saints of all times, and the commandment is addressed by Christ strictly to His students. Therefore, people who do not acknowledge over themselves the authority of a person, that is sent by God, have never had any part to the inheritance that is contained in this commandment, and it is doubtful that they will ever be able to. Yes, they read it, but they don't see the command in it. They see a tolerant God. That is what they see. And how can they see if they're not students? When they are typical inspectors, they come to the church to inspect the person whom they have elected, by voting for him that is what they do and of course this prompts God's wrath how can you inspect what god says through his people but they don't acknowledge god's person him as a god, as god's person they elect they choose this person because of his tolerance and not because god sent him so to Fulfill this required commandment or this commanding order to be vigilant over the word of God within your heart as God is vigilant over his spoken word within the temple of our body and God is vigilant <clears throat> over his in, over His word in the temple of our body. His word is addressed toward us. It's not that it's poured out somewhere else. God doesn't just speak. He, he has someone he addresses this to and it is our heart. <clears throat> our good heart uh, not an evil heart and so when a person has cleansed the soil of his heart from dead works, it becomes uh, the go, the goal that God has the tension, he speaks his word to this heart and we accept it into our heart and so that word that we have accepted into our heart in the temple of our body, God is then vigilant over that word together with us he be vigilant in prayer, it says. Being vigilant vigilant in prayer is that is us being vigilant over the word in our heart and proclaim it as the not existent as existent. Faith is proclaiming the not existent as existent. God has placed upon our account all of the treasures, all of the promises, the the full spectrum of promises that are in Jesus Christ and when we are in Jesus Christ we are partakers of the body of Christ then upon the count of every one of us we have these promises and to take these promises by the revelation of the Holy Spirit and how the Lord will do this the Lord will never give us as we think He has His time and His methods and when we pray to God, we need to immediately uh, put into God's authority the time and methods that, that he chooses and not our own decision. Neiman said, if you remember, Neiman said, I thought he would place his hands on me, but he told me to go and wash myself in the rivers seven times. And sometimes people ask, pray for me and put, put your hands on me. I've prayed for people over the phone before without laying my hands on them, and they were healed. And so it's not in how we decide it should happen. And so what specific goals does the righteousness of God pursue that we are called to collaborate with within our heart? The fruit of righteousness that is grown by us, and with this fruit, we are called to collaborate. We need to... Confess this fruit with our mouth and when we confess it, the Holy Spirit clothes us into our words so that people understand that it isn't just these words uh, that you are clothed into but any words you speak. Be careful when you speak empty words, idle words, empty words and dirty words. If you clothe yourself into dirty words and then come to the service and want to receive something, you have something that's a barrier or hindering this you are not clothed into righteous garments but dirty garments dirty words never speak ugly dirty words to one another that you hear in your surroundings Christianity today has become uh, used to literally cussing each other out without uh, just uh, as a normal way of speaking not even in wrath be careful what you say every one of your words that you say every word you say is part of our garment it's what we are putting on we are clothing ourselves into confess what you have put into your heart not what the flesh forces you to say or your surroundings or that the husband uh, demands from the wife trying to uh, get at her so she say something that's not in her heart but what is in her flesh and the opposite when Spouses begin to irritate one another uh, instead of being considerate to the um, weaknesses of one the other, understanding them. What words do we use? We are called to be vigilant over the word of God in our heart. That means we are called to confess them, to speak about them. When a difficult time comes, instead of speaking about your difficulties, you begin to say, The Lord lives before whom I stand, I will not be shaken, I shall not be moved. I have placed the word into my heart and so that I not sin, and this word shall clothe me, and I will come out victorious from this circumstance, the situation that I am right now in, and you will come out victorious, because the words materialize. Even atheists know this. And so, if we stop to study the purpose of the righteousness of God within our heart, that is received by us in the two broken tablets of the covenant, where we, in the death of the Lord Jesus, died by the law for the law, so that in the new tablets of the covenant, symbolizing the resurrection of Christ, we can receive justification, so we can live for the one that died and resurrected, so that in this way we obtain confirmation of our salvation in the new tablets of the covenant, symbolizing the resurrection of Christ so that we can provide God with the proper foundation to give us the promise to be heirs of peace, not by the past law, but by the righteousness of faith, like how he gave this promise to Abraham or his seed. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith, Romans 4.13. Righteousness is when we grow from the seed of justification, fruits of righteousness. And so when it uh, rises within our heart, it governs, takes control within our heart, it then can resist sin and perform victory by using our the members of our body when we begin to uh, perform a total form of sanctification for the goal of total dedication to God. And so the covenant of peace in the heart of a warrior in prayer is the result of the obedience of his faith to the faith of God that is spoken by his delegated one. And so every time I remind us of this, that the, God's faith is the is the general or the commander. Faith is from hearing the word, not from what we. It is not what we feel, but what we hear. Information that we hear. Our faith is the uh, soldier that says, "Lord, send me." I will do whatever you say. The Lord will not send a person until he himself states his desire to come and do what God has said. God says, God asks the question, whom shall I send? And Isaiah hears this voice. God is seeking a person to send to represent his interests. And he says, here I am, send me. May the Lord make our heart as Prophet Isaiah had. So when we hear the voice, Whom, sh- whom shall I send? will say, Lord, here I am, send me. I will go and everything you say, I will say. And everything I need to do, I will do. Regardless of what happens to me, possibly I'll need to lose my possessions, my wife, my children, my husband, or even my life. But that's not as important. The most important is what that I will do what you have asked. And so, by what signs do we examine ourselves that we have the that the uh, peace of God rules within our heart, which identi- identifies us as the sons of God and as the most holy? To examine your heart as to whether the peace of God is governing in it is possible by the ability to be a peacemaker. To possess the state of a peacemaker, which characterizes us as the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Matthew 5, 9. And so when are we called the, the sons of God, when we make a eternal covenant of peace with God, and a covenant of peace with God can be made when we grow the seed of justification into fruits of righteousness, when the grace of God will be enthroned in our heart. Six signs by which we need to judge of our belonging to the Sons of Peace have already been the subjects of our study and we stop to study the Seventh. This is our ability to clothe our essence into the holy or the selective love of God. The selective is not tolerant. A holy love can't be tolerant because... <clears throat> holy is what separates darkness from light holy from unholy blessings from curses death from life this is what is holy this is how God's love is it can't be tolerant It that it loves everyone in general it's so soft and tender no, it's written that it has great jealousy it has great zeal it is a it's a flame of fire and even waters cannot quench it it is very dangerous this love if you approach it if you and you don't love it as <clears throat> as it loves you then you'll be destroyed by that love it will not cover you it will destroy you because god he is god himself demands the same kind of love that he himself gives you but you say well i can't show this i love god inside But when you love somewhere inside, God sees that. But the fact that you can't show it is because you have not been grown into full measure of growth in Christ. And God does not account that as a wrongdoing. He he sees that you see that you're imperfect. You don't agree with the imperfections. You fight with these things, and you resist this imperfection. This gives God joy. He does not account this as a sin to you when you do something during the time of battle. You can't fault a warrior uh, that is wounded by arrow or a bullet when he's in battle and fighting, when the Lord knows that during battle you receive wounds, and he binds those wounds and tells the soldier, stand up, you're righteous in my eyes. The righteous will fall seven times for rise again, because when a person of God sins, he himself, he condemns himself immediately. He has the word in his heart that he has concealed, and when he violates that word, he breaks it, his conscience immediately judges him. And if our conscience judges us, then God does not have the need to judge us. We have our conscience for that. And so, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which you also were, were called in one body, and be thankful, Colossians 3, 14, 15 this word to be thankful as in the form of friendship. This is talking about knowledge or discernment. You can't be friendly with everyone. You, In general, you have to discern or be able to differentiate who, sh- who you should be friendly with and who you shouldn't, who we need to be friends with and not, who you need to be considerate toward. There are enough weak Christians among us that we need to be considerate of. And so this is discerning the Lord's body. In Scripture, the holy or selective love of God, agape, is presented in Scripture by the Holy Spirit in the light of seven unchanging virtues or components, by the preached word of the apostles and prophets, that in essence are the unchanging virtues of the qualities of God. Or they open for us the heart of our Heavenly Father. God wants our heart to become the same, just as the as the heart of the Heavenly Father. As He loves, that's how we love Him. And His love is very, very unique. It is a love that's virtuous. It is a love that seeks goodness for the one that it loves. It doesn't try to use this person in egotistical, greedy purposes. It is seeking a fellowship with this person for the reason to help this person. the love, This love can help. This is discerning the Lord's body. From this virtue, this goodness, comes knowledge, wisdom, how to help a person to not belittle him in some way. You can help someone and belittle him in the process. You need to have knowledge to be able to help a person do good but still elevate him so he can, with a free heart, receive and not feel that he is still do, owed some, uh, owing something. Try to help someone and they, they don't see that they still owe you for it. This is truly knowledge. From it comes self-control from self-control comes perseverance from perseverance godliness from godliness brotherly kindness and from brotherly kindness comes love this is all actually God's love but it they are all diluted in one the other they have these seven qualities of virtue showing how our Heavenly Father is and how he wants us to be Jesus said be perfect May your heart be as the heart of my heavenly Father, because my heart is the same. I came to present you the heart of my Father, because Apostle said, Philip, Apostle Philip said, Show me the Father, show us the Father, and it'll be enough. And Jesus said, All this time I'm with you, and you don't know. Those who have seen me have seen the Father. He told them, and so we need to achieve such a a place, to get to such a place where they can see the Heavenly Father, the heart of the Heavenly Father, in a specific format of the seven given characteristics of virtue that united, identified the goodness of God within our heart. We've already studied five characteristics and have been studying the sixth. This is the calling to demonstrate the love of God, agape, in brotherly love. Having this great and noble component in demonstrating brotherly love in our faith moves us from the state of eternal, uh, literally moves us from the state of eternal death into the state of eternal life. You'll say, Well, I don't feel this. It's not possible to feel the state of eternal life with your physical emotions or feelings. You need to know this. We know, Paul says, he doesn't say, I feel like I've passed from death to life. He says, we know that we have passed from death to life. We know this is information because we know, because we love the brethren. We know because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life <coughs> abiding in him. 1 John 3, 14, 15. One who hates is one who is jealous. Why did Cain kill Abel? He became jealous. Why did the cherubim uh, rise against God and attract a third part of the angels? Jealousy. He was jealous of God. <clears throat> he looked at his greatness that God gave him, and he looked and said, it's still not as God. God is better than I. And he wanted to become as God But God says... To become like He is, are only those that are born from Him. Angels cannot be as He is, ever. They are God's creation. To be in God's likeness, you need to be born of God. To be born from the seed of the word of truth, we don't suddenly become as God is, because the seed contains a program of how God is, and when this seed begins to be grown into fruit, then there you begin to see the characteristics of God, His behavior, and that is when we begin to behave as the Lord would, the God would behave in situations. relevant to this as with the previous components of the virtue of God in His unique for us goodness, which we are called to demonstrate in our faith. And the seven characteristics of virtue have decided to answer four classical questions. What do the scriptures say about the power of brotherly love, which we are called to demonstrate in our faith? What purpose is the power of brotherly love called to fulfill, which we are called to demonstrate in our faith? What conditions do we need to fulfill so that we receive the power to demonstrate brotherly love in our faith? In a specific format, we already looked at these three first questions and stopped to study question four. By what signs can we examine ourselves as to whether we are demonstrating brotherly love in our faith and not an empty form of godliness? The sixth sign by which we need to examine ourselves as the first five signs we have already uh, studied, they have been subjects of our study, we are now studying the sixth sign by which we need to examine ourselves, that we are demonstrating the love of God, is the ability to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let your gentleness be known to all men, the Lord is at hand. This means that gentleness is the ability to discipline your tongue by the word that we have put into our heart. As God God has disciplined His, Himself with His own words, the Son of God learned gentleness from His Father. Gentleness is the ability to discipline yourself with the words of God's mouth. God disciplines Himself With the words that come out of his mouth, the Son of God disciplines himself with the words that God has spoken. And we are called to discipline ourselves with the words that come out of God's mouth and put into our heart. If they're not put into our heart, then we will not be able to discipline our tongue. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 5-7. through 7. This last uh, phrase, when it says, uh, be anxious for nothing, it's talking about gentleness. Why are you anxious? If you have disciplined yourself, then you will confess what is within your heart. And with this, you discipline your tongue and... Not just discipline your tongue, but also clothe yourself into these words. In the given place of Scripture, the character of the fruit of the Spirit and the quality of gentleness by the means of which we are called to discipline our tongue by the truth that is concealed within our heart is contrary to the character of the works of the flesh that reveal themselves in the quality of disobedience to the truth or not believing of the truth. A person with his disbelief he perverts the truth. He he adjusts it to his own uh, preferences. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. And so, people think that when you're literally committing adultery, this is sin. But a betrayal of betraying God is also adultery. You you may not betray your husband or wife, but you can love the world and go to the restaurant with your wife and order a bottle of wine. And this is uh, this is also a betrayal in God's eyes. If you are the children of God, how do you do this? How do you order yourself wine from which there's fornication work and uh, every, every form of dissipation? Because it says, do not drink wine from which comes dissipation. Do not be satisfied by it. Don't drink it from which comes just patient, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to control you. Place yourself in dependence of the Holy Spirit, and so forth. Now it says adultery, fornication, uncleanness. It's interesting. Every, all the first uh, adultery is betrayal, and betraying God. From this betrayal comes the rest, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery. And this is disobedience of the words that God has uh, spoken, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in past time, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Paul talked about this continuously. He didn't just write, he also spoke of it. He says, I... I I tell you that I've said this to you before, he's saying that one who behaves this way will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then he shows the contrary of this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The law does not have anything to do with them. They came out from under the guard of the law. The law no longer can reveal sin or find sin there. Uh, and give power to the old man governing sin in the body. Because as soon as you have grown the fruit of the spirit, with this fruit of the spirit, you discredit the power of the old person and you have subjugated him. He is still there. He's somewhere there in a prison behind bars, but he no longer is in control. As I say, if the minister of the distribu- uh if they pretty much, uh, that is in control of the, of different distribution departments or so forth, he, uh, if they remove him from authority and put another person, that person no longer has power. So it's the same thing with the old person, you remove him from power and he has no authority. Against such there is no law. The law no longer is our enemy who uh, finds sin, discovers sin, gives power to sin, but actually becomes our friend, becomes our brother. because. There, it has holiness of the Most High. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Against such there is no law who have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And now these passions and desires can't f- sh- uh, reveal themselves anymore because we died for these passions and desires when we submerged ourselves in baptism into the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, proclaiming the non-existent stronghold of life in our body as existent counting ourselves dead to sin, living for God. Galatians 5, 19-24 The ability of a gentle or meek person to not be anxious about anything when it comes to his well-being on earth is contrary to the anxieties of man who is not able to discipline the desires of his flesh. As it is written, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15, 4 and so with one word, it identifies here the tree of life that bears fruit 12 times a year. Each month it's fruit. We're called to grow in the Eden of our heart, the tree of life. This is the evidence then that the kingdom of God is within us. Until the tree of life has not grown in us, we don't have the kingdom of heaven inside of us. How can we identify that we have we have within ourselves the kingdom of heaven when we can discipline our tongue with the word that is in our heart one that's not disciplined is breaking of the spirit the tongue that is not disciplined with gentleness it breaks it kills the new person it breaks the spirit to break is to kill we become people that are murderers we kill in ourselves our sacred person with our own tongue when we began to speak in ways and places where we shouldn't be Anxiety leading to the breaking of the spirit are genetic bonds of the fear of man that a person is bound with who has not grown the fruit of gentleness in the soil of their good heart in the form of the tree of life with which he is called to discipline his tongue or mouth by which he can judge that he demonstrate the power of brotherly love he demonstrates the power of brotherly love in his faith. Anxiety that a person is bound by who received salvation in the format of the seed of justification but has refused to grow it into the format of the fruit of righteousness is a result of his ignorance that is demonstrated in his hard heart which is identical to something occult that is contrary to the liberty of Christ that is contained in the truth of the preached to him word called to deliver him from the slavery of sin to make him a servant of righteousness. Such anxiety is testimony of the absence of the fruit of gentleness in the spirit of a man, which indicates the bad soil of his heart, which he refuses to clean from dead works, so he can receive and grow the fruit of gentleness in the form of the tree of life in the good soil of his heart. This can be clearly seen when you compare the the meaning that is contained in these two words, which are contrary to one another, and they are contrary in character and their origin. Preoccupation or cares demonstrated in anxiety is disobedience to the words of the person whom God has placed. This is unbelief, disobeying the faith of God. This is an undisciplined tongue by the bonds of gentleness the undisciplined tongue. Something occult, we become occult. We allow the devil by our undisciplined tongue to take control of us. And then the devil takes control. Don't give place to the devil, but we give using our mouth, place to the devil. And in this way, he begins to control us outwardly. And when he controls outwardly, this is called something occult, or there's a hard heart that forms. A net of the evil one, the path to death. A net of the evil one is our tongue. This is our tongue that weaves this net when we don't proclaim the word of God that's in our heart, but proclaim our desires. Gentleness that reveals itself in a disciplined tongue and is contrary to anxiety that are in cares is the tree of life. Gentleness that reveals itself in the disciplined tongue is the tree of life that is grown in the soil of our good heart. obedience of our faith to the faith of God wisdom strength firmness and power of the spirit trust upon God in mercy and compassion for your neighbor if this is not being demonstrated then we don't have trust upon God or his word the nets of the kingdom of heaven that we have caught ourselves into because we confess not what our flesh wants but what we have concealed in our heart that is the truth of God. Anxiety in demonstrating disobedience to the order contained in the body of Christ, it members a person to the category of lawless men who resist the truth of the preached word and try to clothe the works of the flesh into garments of an outward appearance of godliness. At the same time, the gentleness of the heart, which makes itself known in a gentle or meek mouth, is an identification of the fruit of the spirit testifying of the presence of the grown tree of life within the spirit of a person. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 15.4. The presence of the fruit of gentleness in a man is testimony that this person is clothed into the virtue of a student of Christ. A student Is disciplined by the words of his teacher, which gives him the ability to learn to resist the words which come from his personal flesh, so that he can open his mouth and confess the faith of God that abides within his heart. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. And so Christ learned gentleness from His Father, how He disciplined Himself with the words that came out of God's mouth. He disciplined Himself with God's words, and He found rest in His Father. And so by disciplining your mouth with gentleness, you then obtain peace. At the same time, you find rest. At the same time, the presence of anxiety within the soul of a man is testimony revealing the work of the flesh that is in this man. It is from such people that you should turn away so that you not waste what you have been working on so that we can inherit the kingdom of heaven in the fruit of the tree of life which is grown by us in the Eden of our heart. Knowing this, that in the last days perilous times will come, in our churches, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. That means that they will Uh, be occult sexually, they will love uh, sex more than God. And so all of their words, everything will be uh, going and coming back to that subject, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. If you don't turn away, you will share then their destiny. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. This is the vivid characteristic of, ang- of anxious people who refuse to acknowledge that they are bound by chains of their corrupt desires who with, with which they clothe themselves into pseudo-godliness as they so that they not lose their importance and their ego. And so to test yourself on the presence of gentleness within yourself, which demonstrates itself in our trust upon God and upon his word, in expectation of the salvation of our soul and our body, we paid attention to one phrase by which we differentiate gentleness from undiscipline and wisdom from stupidity, because gentleness is always wise. This is by our ability to make our request known to God in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, upon the condition that the essence of this request is disciplined by the bridle of gentleness which demonstrates itself in the desires of God identified as the will of God. This is a format of such a praise where we are obeying our faith to the faith of God, count ourselves dead to sin, living for God, proclaiming the not existent stronghold of incorruption in our body as existent, which brings great joy and pleasure to God's heart when He sees that this is clearly written upon the tablets of your heart when you need to, when, when in corruption will need to happen and He will clothe you into it and it will be clothed, it, those people will be clothed where that had it upon the tablets of their heart clearly written. It is specifically by the presence of a thankful heart that with thanksgiving opens its desires and prayer to fulfill the will of God is how we determine that we have in ourselves the existence of their fruit of gentleness because we are able to draw the favor of God upon ourselves only in the instance that we present our body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, with, which gives God the basis to show and confirm for us His salvation. Who offers praise, glorifies me, and to him who orders orders His conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God, Psalm fifty twenty three. I will confirm it that your name will never be blotted out of the book of life. And so, this is a guarantee, again, when it comes to God showing us His favor in His salvation as a response to the offered by a sacrifice of praise, this means He becomes the guarantor of fulfilling our purpose from the attempts and pursuits of the enemy. Therefore, it is necessary for us to remember the criteria that identifies the essence and status of legitimate praise In scripture called to be a sign of brotherly love, the purpose that a fitting form of praise is called to fulfill in demonstrating the power of brotherly love in our faith, the condition that elevates our praise to a status of legitimacy by which we can judge that we demonstrate brotherly love in our faith, and the results by which we need to judge that praise that we bring to God possess the status of legitimacy. We studied already the first two questions and stopped just to study question three, where five of the components were already subjects that we have studied, and so therefore we will today immediately move to the sixth component. The sixth component of the condition giving us power to have the right to utter a fitting form of praise within the atmosphere of brotherly love consists in our regard to gathering the bread that showers down from heaven then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. And it shall be on the, ne- on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Exodus 16, 4-5 The symbol of our regard to the bread that God rained down from heaven is, is our regard to the word of the person whom God has sent. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of God will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then he said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in in him whom I send or whom he sends, that you obey the one that God sends, not the one that you elect, but the one that God sends. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then, that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert, and it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat then Jesus said to them because they say what will you show us our father gave them bread from heaven to eat then Jesus said to them most assuredly I say to you Moses did not give you the bread from heaven but my father gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world then they said to him Lord give us this bread always and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. And I, But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up in the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son, son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up the, on the last day. The Jews then complained about him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. John 6, 27-41 Jesus, when leaving, he told them, As the Lord Father has sent me, I send you. When you forgive the sins of any, they shall be forgiven. the when you retain the sins upon, they will be retained. He gave them his mandate, and now the apostles represented the bread that came down from heaven in their mouth. Apostle Paul, elaborating on the thought of a fitting form of praise as it pertains to our our regard to the preached word, which is bread that God has rained down from heaven, formulated it this way. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food they ate the spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ but with most of them God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness now these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted 1 Corinthians 10 1-6 they forsook the bread from heaven And how did they call this bread? They called it manna. And you know what manna means. Manna is a very uh, forsaking like uh, term of something. Something that is uh, not something that's being valued. And so when people come and when they hear the word and they say, what is this? This is what we need to listen to and this is let them live by this word themselves. Accordingly, if our heart will not be cleansed from dead works, then even though we were baptized by water, Holy Spirit, and fire, and listen to the undamaged word, these will not benefit us in any way. The reason is that our lustfulness for evil will rule over us and will keep us in its dependence, and we will not be able to understand the essence of the undamaged truth. Seventh component of the condition giving us power to have the right to utter praise within the atmosphere of brotherly love consists in the price that is necessary for us to pay for the right to call upon the name of the Lord with a pure language and serve Him with one accord. Therefore, wait for me, says the Lord, until the day I rise up for plunder. Wait for me, and when you see that I will begin my plunder, I will begin to destroy, My determination is to gather the nations to my assembly of kingdoms To pour on them my indignation, all my fierce anger All the earth shall be devoured with the fire of my jealousy For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language That they may call on the name of the Lord to serve Him with one accord Zephaniah 3, 8-9 Here it's not talking about the nations and kingdoms Uh, uh, that is in the world It's talking about the religious world, the children of God that are the kingdom. Uh, many religions today, they are, uh, say, in control, the Catholics, the Orthodox, <coughs> like uh, specific Pentecostal churches, that some even have... Uh, Numbers, sometimes a million, that are participating or listening to their sermons. He says, I will gather them and perform my judgment among my people. All uh, my anger and wrath, I will devour the earth. And when I do this, then I will give these nations that are amongst these denominations a pure language so that they can come and call on my name and serve in one accord. It's not possible to call upon the name of the Lord with a pure language if you are a Catholic, Pentecostal, a Baptist, you need to come out of these sects, out of these denominations, these titles. You say, well, how? This doesn't mean abandon. that means rise above these titles and understand that God Brings people sal- to salvation in the Pentecostal, Catholic, Baptist, and other churches. Uh, any God works in every one of these uh, denominations, but all of these religions have lost their purity long ago. And so God will perform judgment, and the time will start uh, of His judgment will start with His house, with His church, and in His church people will begin to. Uh, call upon the name of the Lord with a pure language, and using this pure language, He will then judge the world after, after the church is judged. When it refers to a pure language, this is a gentle or meek mouth in the form of the grown by us tree of life within the Eden of our good heart that is built into a breastplate of judgment where the undamaged or unpeddled truth is contained in the format of the elementary teaching of Christ that is founded upon the twelve foundations of the wall of the great Jerusalem and upon its twelve pearly gates. It is by the means of our gentle mouth that within the hands of the Holy Spirit is the tool of the jealousy of God With which all the earth will be devoured, as well as the tool upon, or a tool used for the ability to call upon the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. We are called then to demonstrate the power of brotherly love in our faith. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like minded, Apostle Paul writes to the church in. Uh, in Philippi, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the name love, and being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through a selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Philippians 2, 1-4 through Summing up the given component of the price for the right to call upon the name of the Lord with a pure language and serve Him with one accord, it is to be done if our jealousy for God, being inspired by the Holy Spirit, is able to perform the written judgments over the nations, kingdoms, and tribes, then this means that we have paid the price for the right to utter a fitting form of praise within the atmosphere of brotherly love. We, with our mouth, need to proclaim a judgment over the nations and made the Lord pure, Purify his inheritance, because he can't do this until you and I say this, state this. He wants to destroy Egypt, but he can't do it. Be- why? Because he is, uh, he is restricted. He says, Son of Man, speak these words. And the prophet then says, in the name of the Lord God of Israel, I... May the the armies of egypt and the, and the Pharaoh himself go to hell and if you remember there was great victory that happened God wanted to punish their Egyptians the Egyptians because of how they treated uh, the Israelite nation and they incorrectly uh, improperly treated them. Eighth component of the condition, giving us power to have the right to utter praise within the atmosphere of brotherly love, consists in paying the price for receiving the power of the Holy Spirit, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth, Acts 1, eight. we are well aware of the fact that the price for the right to accept the Holy Spirit into your heart in the form of the Lord and Master of your life, so that you can utter a fitting form of praise within the atmosphere of brotherly love, consists in denying your nation, the house of your Father, and your life in the flesh, as it is written. Listen, O, listen, o daughter, consider, consider and incline your ear. Forget your own people also and your father's house, so the king will greatly desire your beauty, because he is your Lord. Worship him. Psalm 45, 10, 11. Right now, we will pray, preparing our hearts for communion. We will bend our knees and our heads and all those who desire to prepare their heart to take part in this great service so that it can bless you and not curse you. We wait for you here at the altar, and may the Lord bless you in this victory over your old person, whom right now you will bind within yourself. Amen. Let us pray. will be praying your prayer and I ask you to deeply believe that the Lord is on your side he is for you he is in support of you although you have fallen you sinned he is on your side he is for you he continues to look at you as righteous before him because you hate sin you condemn it in yourself and you're fighting with it this gives him great joy and satisfaction and he sees you as his warriors close your eyes Before the Lord, lift your hands to God. This is a sign that your hands are without wrath or doubt. Pray together with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you. I open up my heart so that you may see the wounds that are inflicted by sin. I hate sin in my body, in its lusts and its desires. I love your righteousness and I want to be a servant of righteousness. I proclaim myself as such. I love your word that delivers me from the slavery of sin. I confess my sins and I ask you wash them by the blood of your son. And right now I want to confess that in accordance to your word, I am washed, I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, I am justified, and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May he look upon you with his his great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they won't touch you may upon you the blessings of the ancient mountains and the blessings of the everlasting hills be on you may they be upon you and upon your children and be fulfilled upon you and the nation shall say amen and so your sins have been blotted out and have been thrown into hell the Lord now sees you pure before his face regardless of the fact that you may feel different and those thoughts that might actually be coming all thoughts that are against the truth are coming either from your old person or from the devil himself don't believe in these words believe God and his word and the Lord of Peace will be with you let us listen to... The great mystery of the word of God. 1 Corinthians 11:23 through 32. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And we had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat; this is my body which is broken for you. <clears throat> Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying This cup is the new covenant in my blood This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup You proclaim the Lord's death till he comes Therefore whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord In an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord but let a man examine himself and not his neighbor, and let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner <clears throat> eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body, not discerning the not the proper relationship or fellowship with one another for this reason many are weak and sick among you and many sleep for if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged but when we are judged we are chastened by the lord that we may not be condemned with the world therefore brethren gathering together let us wait for one another please be seated <laughs> this is a great mystery and I don't know if we will ever be able to fully comprehend it with our mind partly with the mind that is renewed by the spirit of our mind but this mystery belongs to our heart to our sacred person and only he completely can understand the riches, the wealth that are contained here that what is given to us to eat the body of the Lord Jesus and to drink His blood, to have life in yourself. And as often as you do this, the scriptures say you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. In other words, to have resurrection, you need to proclaim His death because resurrection is the result of His death. We proclaim that we died to sin when we take this communion. And if we died to sin, then we died for what this for for what sin produces and it produces illness and so when we take this bread we eat also our healing and so understand this and discern the lord's body about your relationship with one another in another place of scripture <clears throat> james writes that we need to forgive one another so we can be healed you know that many illnesses that we have are the result Of our incorrect relationship with one another we have violated the boundaries of our neighbor and because of this we have gotten our feet dirty and gotten sick we need to forgive one another forgiving one another we open up the opportunity for healing in the bread and the taking of the bread let us stand up and we will pray for the bread Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you for the broken body that as this bread will be passing by your people and when we will eat of it may all illnesses and weaknesses be cursed in our bodies may your life be brought in in this bread for your servants those who fear you we worship before you in this broken bread our great God Son and Holy Spirit amen please be seated It is written, he took it, he thanked God, and he broke it. He said, take, eat, this is my body. The road that is approached, please stand. What is breaking of the bread? It is, first of all, humility. To break is to humble yourself, to acknowledge that Christ, our sin killed Christ. It wasn't just the Roman soldiers. There wasn't just the high priests and, and scribes. The the warriors of Pilate, each one of us was there too. Our sin was that hammer, were those nails and that veil of thorns, that crown of thorns on his head. He took upon himself the crown of our wickedness. Our sin, so that he could place upon our he- <clears throat> head a crown of righteousness, a crown of justification. You are justified in Jesus Christ. You are cleansed by the by the blood of the Lamb. And so, when you take this body and eat of it, you take in healing. You take in life. For as often as you eat this bread. Or you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes this is the death of the Lord that brought about his resurrection it is within the name of of the most high God that we are studying these eight names and Here's how David confessed these
1: eight names. This was the
0: psalm that was
1: written.
0: I will love you, O Lord, my strength. You are my rock and my deliverer, my stronghold in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies, so all of us may call upon the name of the Lord with one united heart and with a pure language. To call upon the Lord is to be a king, priest, and prophet. A simple person can't one that is carnal or an infant, to call upon the name of the Lord. Because to call upon the to call upon the name of the Lord means to listen to what the Lord will say inside so that I can immediately fulfill it. To acknowledge means to come, to bow down before God and listen with your heart to what God will say so you can immediately fulfill it. That doesn't mean you have to say something, you need to listen. That's what it means to call, to call upon the name of the Lord. Shema Israel, which is, listen, O Israel, I will ask everyone to stand. And we will pray for the cup of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of our many sins. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the cup of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of many sins, when it will be passing by your people, and we will take part and drink this cup. May at this time all illness and weakness be cursed in our body. May the stronghold of incorruption be erected in us, and this life that is within this blood, may it pour in the sacred person and demonstrate Your glory. We thank You for the privilege to take of it and to drink of it, and we worship before You, before this great cup of the covenant, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. The road that is approached, please stand just as You helped, assisted one another in taking of the bread. Please also do with the cup. The cup is Christ for the whole world, for all generations, one for as often as you eat this bread or you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes.
1: a psalm about
0: the the song about the life of Christ that is in his blood this will be an eternal lot within the life of the kings and, and priests they see at the throne worthy is the lamb who was slain for you were slain for us and with your blood you have redeemed us from all nations, tribes and people and we will rule upon the earth you have made us kings and priests to our God specifically because of the life that is within the blood of Jesus Christ we become kings and priests to God when this blood was put upon the golden horns of the altar, this meant that this life was victorious. It overcame because gold is authority in the blood. The authority, it has a very unique power. And so may all weaknesses and illnesses be cursed in your bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. All who drink of this cup, may they be blessed before the Lord's face, and may the Lord give you all His glory and His greatness. Wait for this. Wait for the destruction of the old person within yourselves, the destruction of the wicked and lawless within the churches, that we can, with a pure language, like-mindedly, Call upon the name of the Lord, and He will do this for us, this mercy. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till He comes. If there's anyone who has accidentally passed by, please stand. If not, I will ask everyone to stand, and we will proclaim our unchanging manifestation. Now to Him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless,